0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 297 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Horn. Alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. I don't know about you all, but we're ready for some football. <speaking in French> Don't sue us, please. <laughs> NFL, don't sue us. For I don't think we were on the money that much to get it. That was uh, <laughs> more than seven seconds, so I'd imagine that we could get sued for copyright infringement on that a cappella version of the NFL theme. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us for episode 297. Sam is correct, it is Thursday, September 8th, which means the NFL is back. Bills, my second team versus the Rams. Very enticing matchup so we're doing a show a little bit early at 7 45 p.m so uh and we don't have the longest show so we're going to be going through it pretty quickly tonight uh, we got our picks of the week we get trivia 15 to 15 we're going to start off with our top three tonight our top three most hated NFL teams in the spirit of football being back. We're going to go with TV where we got uh, the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power impressions, and some Star Wars news as well before Sam takes it over in gaming where we have Splatoon 3, The Last of Us Part 1, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Awesome Games Done Quick, and Call of Duty news before we go to movies where we're going to talk about Dan Lin. A little update from a story last week. Will Dan Lin be the new Kevin Feige for DC? We have the latest on that. And something we very rarely do, but because the Black Adam trailer is dropping 15 minutes from the time I'm saying these words, we're going to watch it live on the air and give you our live time reactions. You won't hear the trailer because that definitely would ge- be copyright infringement. But <laughs> yeah. uh, we are going to I'd imagine um, it might like kick off the NFL's coverage. Like It might be like the first commercial. Uh, and that's why it's it'll drop on at eight o'clock on the internet, and then it'll go like eight o five ish, eight o seven, whatever on TV. That's what I would guess, but who knows? Makes sense. And then Sam will wrap us up with the OGCGC spotlight. So before we get into our picks of the week, here's just a small reminder that next week two ninety eight is going to be a massive episode because tomorrow and this weekend we have D twenty three. D23 is where Disney announces some new things, maybe some casting updates, a new show or two for Disney plus a lot of good things coming in the the realm of Disney plus and just, you know, the, the house of mouse, but there's also the first ever Disney and Marvel games showcase tomorrow as well. So while we won't have that covered here, we'll have that next week. And Saturday is an Ubisoft forward where they're announcing multiple new Assassin's Creed titles, and they're giving us an update on Mario plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, amongst other things. So we're going to have that covered on 298 as well. So we won't have it this week because we're recording before they happen. However, be ready for next week for at least that massive amount of news. Now let's start where we customarily do our picks of the week.
1: My pick of the week this week is isn't a TV show. It is isn't a movie. It's actually a little short. I'm not sure if I ever saw this back in the day. If if I did, it was just burned from my memory. So I stumbled upon this. Came out in 2003. It was a direct-to-video animated short. Based on the Batman, the new Batman Adventures. It was on the bonus feature of the DVD for Batman Mystery of Batwoman. And it's called Chase Me. Hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of it. But it's, you know, Batman the Animated Series. But it's... Made old school. It's a silent film. Contains no dialogue, no sound effects. Only a jazzy musical score by Lolita Romanis. And it is absolutely fantastic. I think I watched it three times. Hmm. It's It's written by Paul Dini and Alan Burnett, who were basically the creators and executive producers of Batman the Animated Series. And it basically just follows Bruce Wayne at a party. He sees Catwoman chasing or um, stealing money out of safe and it's the chase between them two and it is just I, I, I think it's just beautiful just the way it did, the jazzy score the tone of it just kind of I, I, it felt like I, I don't remember if I saw this before but when I watched it it, it felt all fresh all new. I can't believe I, I missed this I, even though you know um, the Batman mystery of Batwoman that the, the movie that. It wasn't one of my favorites, so maybe that's why I never actually checked out the bonus features on this DVD, but I'm so glad I did. It's six minutes, old-school silent film. If you like Batman animated series, definitely check out Chase Me.
0: Mine is um, a movie from 1986, and do you ever have... Like that one movie where you don't, I mean, I remember exactly how I got turned on to it, but like that isn't a conventionally great movie or a TV show or whatever the case may be, but you watched it as a kid one time or a hundred times and it just kind of sticks with you. I have a movie like that and it's called Gung Ho from 1986. Michael Keaton starred in it. Um, and so the backstory is, I lived in Parkwood. I grew up in Parkwood, just like you. My grandpa also lived in Parkwood, a couple streets over, and he would babysit me a lot when we were kids. And so when I would go over there, he would take me to Walmart, and oh, I this to- movie, yes, yes. Okay, and go get my. He, he, he would take me to Walmart and he would buy me a, a cassette tape. I bought the Rugrats soundtrack one time. I bought Britney Spears Hit Me Baby one more time, the single. And like then we would go back to his house and we'd sit in the basement and we'd watch this movie gung ho. And I was six, seven years old. So there's a lot of jokes that I didn't get. But it always was a movie that every few years growing up, I just went back to and went back to and went back to. When I signed up for Netflix it the streaming it was on there it was the craziest like coincidence and so I haven't watched it in probably eight to ten years and the other night I was watching something with Michael Keaton and I just kind of got or maybe I was watching something with um Gede Watanabe the other the other lead actor And I was like, Oh my God, I got to go watch gung ho again. And I watched it and it was absolutely hilarious. Might've been my favorite watch through because I get all the jokes. Long story short, Michael Keaton works at a car assembly factory in a very small town. The small town is going under. So they go to Japan to try to get this company, Asan motors to come to, I I can't remember the name of the town. Um, And, and be basically take over that car factory and make it into this. So other people can have jobs and the town can kind of be saved. And, they come in and, and craziness ensues with the American union culture of the eighties and the Japanese kind of workman culture kind of come together. And it's a comedy. It's they say it's a drama. It's not. I mean, it's very predictable in the greatest way possible, but it is so freaking funny. Ron Howard actually directs it, which is crazy. I never knew that, even though I knew his brother was in it. Um, but just so good. George, uh, went the guy from cheers is in it um what the hell is his name in cheers uh norm norm from cheers is in this movie and so like just sit back if you're looking for a really funny 80s comedy if you like cars if you like japanese culture if you like hell if you like just like american man culture or small town stuff this is for you really and, good movie gung-ho and you
1: said john tarturo right
0: yeah, he's in it. He's one of his yep. earlier works. He's actually yep. a, got a bigger part than I remembered, too. He's actually a, a really good. He's uh, fourth player.
1: listed, so uh, yeah, I would imagine so.
0: Yeah, he's he's one of the main union workers that's around. And yeah, right I, around. I
1: I haven't seen this movie in a while, but this one I did see, and it is a very it is it's even though only is thirty three percent of Rotten Tomatoes, it's better than that.
0: It's, this is also a movie that came out before Rotten Tomatoes existed, and it's like one of those sure. things where, you know, back in the day in 1986, it had a bigger range, it had a bigger audience, and it just didn't age as gracefully, and I'll tell you what, it's pretty fucking racist by today's standards, and it's really sexist, like, they call the Japanese people some shit you wouldn't want to say in this day and age that you couldn't get away with on broadcast television, they make women feel very like get back in the kitchen era. And so it's, it doesn't like hold up very well to today's standard, but if you're looking to kind of just watch an old nostalgic eighties comedy movie, wiping away all of those things, it's a really enjoyment a really enjoying watch incredibly entertaining. I loved it. It's I think it's only an hour and a half. Uh, Maybe, no, you know what? It's actually, I think closer to an hour 45 and uh, you won't regret it. Gung ho really funny movie. So there are our picks of the week. Let's go with the trivia. 15 for me, 15 for you. I'm going to give you the question first. What what, cons- what console did the original Splatoon come out on? The original Splatoon? Yeah, what console did it come out on?
1: Let's go with... Let's go with the Wii. It's the Wii U. Fuck, I was going to... damn it,
0: I just went for it. God damn it. It's the Wii U. Alright. One of the eight games that released on the Wii U. Shit, last second. God
1: damn it. Alright. In Batman the Animated Series, who did Rupert Thorne hire to kill Batman? I'm going to need the answers, please. You have A. Killer Croc, B. Bane, C. Red Claw, or D. Scarecrow?
0: You got Killer Croc, you got who?
1: Bane, uh-huh. Red Claw, and Scarecrow.
0: I only—I don't know Red Claw. I know the other guys. I'm going with him.
1: You're going with Red Claw? Oh yes. Incorrect. That is her, by the way.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Her. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it was Bane. Oh, okay. There you go. I, I, uh, I just, was you go- just snuck one in there that I didn't know. Uh-huh. surrounding with three that I did.
1: I, I I actually just looked to the left and red clothes on my painting on my wall. And I went with red claw.
0: <laughs> hilariously <laughs> enough. Hilariously enough. We're still deadlocked at 15 after all these years. Uh, years. I say, I, th- I feel like we've been at this one since the pandemic began, but uh, what are we at? 297. So 298, 299, yep. 300. It is still possible for it, one of us to on or before episode 300, because then we're going monthly. And like, this might be the last trivia challenge ever. So, I, you know, I, we gotta go out with a bang.
1: I think the trailer just dropped for, uh, it's for it. Did for Black Adam.
0: All right. So what we'll do is Sam. I'm gonna give my top three. I'm gonna okay. go all three of them. You watch the trailer. Okay. Give your top three, and then you can just start talking about the trailer.
1: All right. That sounds good.
0: All right. Cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and Sam will mute his mic, and then I will give my top three. We're gonna go top three most hated. NFL teams, and I'm just going to list off all three in a row. Then Sam will come back and give his. Uh, I am an Eagles fan first and foremost. Grew up in Philadelphia, diehard Eagles fan. Cried my freaking eyes out when they won the uh, the World Series. Oh Jesus! The Super Bowl, um, and therefore I hate the NFC East. But not widely known i'm also a massive buffalo bills fan have been for a long time one of my favorite quarterbacks ever jp lossman Let's go even though he stinks uh i've loved the bills for a very very long time it's like me with the columbus blue jackets why because i do and so with the buffalo bills fandom in play my number three is the new england patriots i cannot stand them and part of it is tom brady heck probably more than half of it is the brady belichick thing but the other half is I'm a Bills fan, and for 20 years, for 20 damn years, they've rendered the Bills basically useless, incompetent. The Bills lost four straight Super Bowls, for God's sakes, have never gotten to the Holy Land themselves. This could be their year. They're very heavily favored. Um, they have the best odds, if you're a better, to win the Super Bowl. And so. With that, just for years and years and years of in basically dwelling in the basement for us to be, well, I, should say, I shouldn't say us as a Bills fan. They are my second team. For the Bills, somebody I heavily have rooted for for damn near 20 years, I love that the team is finally on the brink of success with a very real shot. Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, their running game could use some help. But the Patriots... Even without Brady, 10 and seven last year, they just hang around. They hang around. They got a good young core. I don't like Mac Jones as much as everybody else, but I sure do hate the New England Patriots. My number two, and this could be a shock to some people as a diehard Eagles fan growing up in the 90s as well. The Dallas Cowboys were the hated rival, were the number one most hated team. They're cockroaches. But for me, I grew up in an era where New York sports have been the real big uh, rival across basically every sport. Um, when you look at hockey and the Rangers and flyers have had this really good rivalry, uh, going back to last 20 years, you know, the devils have been there as well, but I would say the Rangers maybe a little bit more. And, and when you look at baseball, the New York Mets and Phillies in the mid two thousands, and even now have this really good rivalry re brewing. And I love that when both teams are good. And when you look at football, I'll get to my other stuff in a second, but, uh, listen here folks um the dallas cowboys are pieces of shit but i (laughs) I I love coming in at the perfect time but i hate the mets or i'm sorry the the um the giants that much more so for me dallas number two the new york giants number one the new york sports market is just hell for me i can't stand it Uh, a lot of my friends james kevin kelly they hang out and are a part of that new york sports market Fuck them. Two is Dallas. One is the Giants. I hate blue. Let's go Eagles.
1: Okay, so who is
0: your – I didn't hear your number three. Who is your number the, three? The New England Patriots.
1: Okay. Do you want me to just dive in on my number three? Let's do it. You go all three. My number three, I just because their name is the Washington Commanders. It's <laughs> unacceptable. The name is terrible. I'm – Jet. I'm speaking to you, buddy. Me and Chet, we go back and forth between you know Redskins. They'll always be the Redskins. I know it's offensive, people, but Commanders is
0: absolutely terrible. Well, Washington football team was better than the Commanders. Yeah, I, Washington I agree. Washington football team was good. I I like that style of like going with the soccer route. The Commanders yeah. is just the freaking worst. Yeah, horrible. horrible. So
1: easy. Number three. My number two is it's an, it's the New York Giants. It's they're our rivals. We've we've always clashed. It's it's never going to change. You're either one way or the other. There's no middle ground. And even though I have that, you know, I have to pay respect where it's due. I have to give respect to Eli. He did beat Pay or he did beat uh, Manning, or Manning, Jesus, Tom Brady, and that I will always thank him for. So even though they're number two, I do have nods to Eli. And my number one should be a surprise. It's them damn Cowboys you know, I think their last was it ninety five or ninety six. Their last Super Bowl win. So the longer the better. I just have good memories as a kid of my uncle, Aunt, you know, rest in peace. That he was always a, a huge Cowboys fans, and whether if they they were winner, they beat us, he'd call us. How about them Cowboys? You know, I do the same thing if if we beat them and vice versa. It'll never change. I'll always hate the Cowboys. Uh,
0: a true Blue Eagles fan went with the entire NFC East for you. I love that. Commanders, Giants, Dallas, our whole division, just fuck them. I love that so much. <laughs> I actually kind of never hated the Redskins slash football team slash Commanders franchise. Uh, you know, McNabb went there, Deshaun Jackson went. It, it there. It was till the name change. Until you know, the name, Patriots were probably number three. Yeah, and and I, so I never really like hated hated them even though they do play us tough every year and in some aspects have our number i just can't like hate them with the same veracity plus their fans suck their stadium sucks it's so bad that almost feels like a joke of a football franchise and daniel snyder is a big piece of shit as an owner so i kind of just they would probably number four probably um you know so i'm there and then maybe like the fucking saints or something I, i don't know who cares but that's our list Welcome back to professional football. Welcome back to NFL. I'm excited to get my heart broken every Sunday. Sam, for you, buddy, tell us about that Black Adam trailer.
1: It it was easily the best trailer so far for Black Adam. Thank God. They definitely showed more violence. They showed you a little bit more of what Black Adam could do. You kind of saw more what Cyclone could do. Adam Smasher, you got a little bit more fate, a little bit. I would have loved a little bit more. Maybe maybe they're saving it for the movie, Um, even though it was already kind of rumored who was going to be the bit ba- like the, the bad. They, you, you, they never give you the full version, but if you know who the character is, you know who it is. So they kind of give you a little snippet there. And I, I think it's going to be good, man. I I like the cast. I Hawkman, I like how he's kind of taken on and off his helmet rather than just kind of just like, like, like you would take on and off in helmets a little bit differently. And I, I'm excited to see, you know, the justice society. Yeah. You know, we're getting, we got it in, uh, in Star Girl, I didn't see season three yet, but it's good to see that, the, that it's finally going to be on the big screen. It's next month. It's it's, it's what I'm going to see the week before I go to Baltimore Comic Con. I'm excited as hell. It don't. I, I'm pretty sure the Rock like demanded this movie is not going to get delayed because DC needs a win. Hopefully, the Rock will get another win, and and hopefully, we'll get some spinoffs from this.
0: Now, did it go into story a lot? How long was it? Like, give us a little I mean, bit of that. I
1: think it was still about two and a half minutes. You you do see Viola Davis; she's back as Amanda Waller. Which, you know, all things considered, if you look back as, at the Sui- Suicide Squad movie, the first one, she's probably the best thing in it as Amanda Waller. So, talking about it, the it, uh,
0: the the what's his face version, not the it, new it, one, not the gun version. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Well no, well the, the suicide the one with Will Smith she was like Amanda Waller she yeah, was that's like what the I'm lady saying in charge, the original, yeah. the
0: David Ayer one
1: Yeah correct correct yeah, 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 yeah. even though even though I think she did cap or she might have cameoed in Peacemaker that's what she came in on Yeah she was
0: also in the other suicide squad movie Yeah she, she, just she did it she fuck out Yeah
1: that's right she she did she did but um I I think this this was just enough to show us a little bit more if people didn't know the villain you know watch you know Charlie or you know Ryan or something like that on, on YouTube the breakdowns because they're going to be all over it. uh You know, it's 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 next month. I'm I'm happy. I'm hype. You know, The Rock gave a couple of the lines of, of Black Adam from the comics and some of the the uh, the DC animated stuff that we've kind of seen. So I'm I'm excited and you know, I, hopefully he does the movie justice. And my boy Pierce Pierce Brosnan can deliver his Doctor Fate.
0: Dude, he's fucking people up in the, yeah, and, with the lightning and the throwing and the he doesn't get hurt by the bullets. Okay. and it's okay. I I assume I don't think this is rated R. No, it's a that's a thirteen to five. It's got to be it.
1: a, it's got to be a PG thirteen, right?
0: That's it. That's if I've ever seen a PG thirteen movie, this is it. You think? Yeah, there's Waller. All right. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I don't. I'm kind of in. I'm back in burnout mode for superhero stuff. So, yeah. like, you know, God bless you. But um, this is not something that I'm super into or, or can really. Uh, I don't really. So, so it, it
1: says. So it, I just typed in like, what's you know, Black Adam rating? It says, despite the film's PG thirteen rating, producers Garcia and Bay Flynn say they're trying to surpass the body count of Keanu Reeves' Carnage Fest in the John Wick series. So they're ba- basically they're, they're pushing P- PG thirteen to the max
0: because be you, PG- you know
1: PG sixteen since yeah, R yeah. seven. <laughs> and, and, and if you know Black Adam, he's you know he's not you know he does he's not a Captain Marvel. Let's just say that.
0: Okay. You know what I mean? all, right, all right all right all right i'm making the executive decision to move the entire movie section up right now because it is only one story and we got to keep this train rolling baby so yeah. an update to a previous story we had i think even just last week and we had a pretty lengthy discussion on if dan lynn was going to be the next kevin feige for dc he was in talks to become it but update he will now no longer assume that role. And the wheel keeps spinning. And DC is currently rudderless in the middle of the ocean. And uh, honestly, like, I, if, the,
1: the real answer is I don't know why they just, someone didn't go to Bruce Tim or Paul Dini yet. They created a universe with Batman. They went with Batman Beyond. They did Justice League. They did Justice League Unlimited. They've proved that they could expand the universe and keep it going. They have. Thousands, if not millions, of fans all around the world that would be all over this. This is your guy. I I, I don't know. I, I, I is are they too blind to see? Maybe he what just if doesn't they want did the and job. He said
0: no. Yeah. Uh, but okay. You never so know.
1: put that in an interview, like just to get just to get hype up or something. just to know that they asked him because he knows this world. He knows these characters. He put Batman back on the map. Helped put you know put Batman you know, we understand Keaton did 89 and 93 or 92. Yeah. Got to give him credit.
0: I will say this. The one caveat that I could understand why not going in that direction is feature films and an entire film universe is a lot different than animated and or TV shows. Granted, Disney has kind of started to weave in, um, like the TV stuff to it. And by the way, the Phillies just tied the ball game three, three. Hell yeah. So they, oh, there you go. In the fourth inning, it's a new ball game. Um, I understand the reasoning for them not going in that direction because he's really been a TV mind, and so, and I'm talking about what you say, Bruce Tim, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I get that, but again, at the same time, give him a chance. And if they didn't interview him, let's get that shit on the books tomorrow. I, I mean, like DC wise, like who else? Like
1: well, he has well, the most
0: experience. At the same time, who was Kevin Feige before Kevin? Fe- like. Who was he before he started doing the Avengers and stuff? We don't, we didn't really know. He, was, he was working
1: on the original X Men movie as as a producer and assistant, so he he had his foot in his door.
0: Yeah, and that movie was fine. It but was like what? So what's the DC equivalent of the original X Men movie that they can pull a producer off of? You know what I mean? Like is it? Someone that worked on the Snyder Cut. Is it someone that. Well, that's kind
1: of what went to Bruce Timmy. You start with yeah. one of the best shows he ever created. Like that's that's kind of but the genius. But shows.
0: We're, we're back in that shows room. I'm talking about movies only. Because you said X-Men movies. So like I, I, who, who else? Y- if you get him as the center guy. And you know, let him get a couple guys. Let him maybe see if
1: Alan Burnett or Paul Dean Or grab someone new. Maybe Jim Lee's in there. You know,
0: whatever. Yeah. What if Dan I, Lin ends up doing it. But this is all contractual holdout play. That would be something. That would be just such- – I mean, I guess – yeah. Well,
1: I mean, hey, if Dan has a good track record, I mean, I I just – it just seems like it's it's a John lot of pressure DiMaggio for one guy. It.
0: John DiMaggio did it. He held out for more money and he got it for Bender. So,
1: Well, I don't know. He, he I thought he kind of came back and said, guys, I never got paid more money. I uh, thought he made a tweet that he kind of came back for the cast. If, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I could have sworn I read too. a yeah, tweet.
0: Me too. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I thought he came back because he did get that money, but who knows if he got that bag or not. Either way, those episodes are coming soon, and I'm excited for that. Uh, Let's move into TV. Unless you have anything else you'd like to talk about on the Dan Lynn story? No, let's do it. All right. Let's move into TV, and I want to keep it on you a little bit here. Yeah, I watched the first episode but you're the Lord of the Rings fan of the two of us. I still haven't seen the movies. So my impressions of Rings of Power, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. So mm-hmm. I'll lean this I'll leave this one on you a little bit. Did you watch both or just the first? I
1: did. One? I, I did finish both.
0: So what did you think? Spoiler free, please, of the Lord of the Rings. Okay. It's finally here, Rings of Power.
1: Spoiler free. I, I will love that. I love that they shot this in New Zealand. Like the same like the same area where they shot Lord of the Rings. It, it, it's just, it's beautiful. I I, I love this world. I kind of love where they kind of started out of of kind of like after the death of, of Morgoth. That's all I'm going to say, because it's right at the start, when they start that. And it kind of follows Gladriel and kind of her journey of kind of her promise to her brother. And, you know, I, I don't want to say too much, but just kind of like going through her trials, you, you're getting introduced to these these characters called Harfoot's. Which is basically before Hobbits, there was Harfoots, which I believe they created Harfoots for the show, which is fine. You know, this like kind of how they, kind of how they were like, um, how how would you word it? Like how they they were hidden and did like to pop up and bam, that there, there was their town. I I, I thought I love that. I thought that was a great scene. I, I'm again just like like kind of like Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. It's mm-hmm. it's been it's it's been a lot of years. Like I haven't seen anything Lord of the Rings since the the third Hobbit movie came out and you know, let's face it. The three Hobbit movies are the, you know, the least three out of the six that he created, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy to me, that is like, that is a perfect trilogy just, just to kind of be back. I know that we're not going to, it's not going to be, you know, I'm not going to expect to go see all these characters that I loved in Lord of the Rings. There may be opportunities to see, you know, other characters such as maybe some elves or, or dwarves because they live longer than an act, you know, like a, any of the, um, the Harfoots or you know whatever, so they live a little bit longer. So maybe maybe we could see legless down the road. But for right now, for the f- first two episodes, I'm in. I've you know I I was in since the Riders since Sauron. I, I love all that stuff. And she's you know Gladriel's kind of trying to find clues of kind of where he's at. And I it, it's you know even though we have what two so we have six more episodes. It's going to go by fast, and then we're going to have to wait another two years for season two. But I- I'm just happy to be back in the world. And from the viewership, I believe it was already watched over 25 million viewers. It don't, you know, it looks like it's they got the viewers they wanted. Looks like their investment was worth it, and it looks like knock on wood that they will get to tell this five season story.
0: It's crazy to me how I. Immersed myself into the Game of Thrones world and universe and immersed myself heavily into the House of the Dragon. I fucking love that show. Now, granted, I did read the first three books, so I do mm. have some attachment to the world outside of the show, whereas I don't have that with Lord of the Rings. But they are. And while, not, while they're not the same, they're similar in in style and premise, the high fantasy kind of stuff. Uh, maybe Lord of the Rings leans a little bit harder into the monster evil villain stuff where Game of Thrones is more human outside of the White Walkers. So like, again, you can't make an apples to apples comparison, but in terms of genre, you kind of can. But there's something about this that just didn't hit with me. And I think it's the lack of nostalgia, the lack of attachment to the source material, mm-hmm. the lack of, of seeing these movies. And so what I think I need to do is stop. I think I need to stop watching after episode one, go back, watch the sh- the movies fuck the hobbit even though you tell me to watch it and it's a prequel to the hobbit movie so I probably should I don't care I'm not going to but if I go back and watch LT- uh, Lord of the Rings I think at least I might be able to get some sort of attachment I know who Sora- Sauron as they say in the show Sauron 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 however you want to pronounce it I know who he is and he's in you know it's cool that he's in the show but I'm just not there yet so I think I need to slow the roll when House of the Dragon's done go watch Lord Kind of figure that out, and uh, and I'll go from there as the Marlins retake the lead. Fuck me, I'm done.
1: Um, I mean, I I definitely agree with you. I think it would definitely mean a lot more to you. You're not going to know. I mean, you would just know the surroundings a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like you'll you'll get like the little nods or the little Easter eggs that I don't want to say here because I you know if you watch the actual movies, you're like, oh okay, I got it, I got it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm actually due for rewatch. I even I even told Kelly, I was like, we should watch Lord of the Rings because I, I truly feel like you everyone would get a better experience. You get know, yeah, maybe if you watch both, obviously. But if I could pick if you only had to pick one of the trilogies, obviously watch Lord of the Rings over the Hobbit. It's not even close.
0: Yeah, I just think because of the lack of attachment, I uh... it, it's
1: just the the, the Hobbit. Wits, it tells a lot of the story more of, of on the dwarf side. So that's kind of why I'm like, if you watch both, you know, it, it would kind of make a little bit more sense. But if you don't, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, dude, I'd be happy if you watched the trilogy, dude, that that's all I want. I just want you to see Two Towers and realize why it's one of the best movies.
0: One of these days. You one these, will. You one, you'll you surprise me. You one eventually, right? Exactly. You eventually came around to Apple. You came around to the shows I was screaming. Right. I did a Ted Lasso. Front. It took me a while. For all yes. mankind, you know. It's. I, I've been. I've been checking them off. So uh, I promise you, it's there. It's just not there yet. But yeah. I'm glad that you like it. I'm glad that you're into it. I'm glad that you have so much of this kind of going on at the same time with House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings. Like you got so much good stuff happening right now, right off the heels. of better call Saul. That's pretty and, cool. So, and,
1: and I'm going to say, uh, you know, She-Hulk. I know, you know, we we know where you stand, kind of, you know. And again, it's uh, even me. I, it's a little bit of a burnout, but I will say this was my favorite episode so far of She-Hulk.
0: Yeah, seems it, to be the consensus.
1: Uh, Royce Cairo, uh, he plays Donnie Blaziness, a magician, and he uh, played Billy Walsh in Honorage, and he was fantastic. And he was fantastic in this. I freaking loved Royce Cairo. Anytime I could see him, it's great. Um, again, still the CGI, still a little wonky. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It just, it's just something about it. But Wong was great in this episode. Uh, funny little uh, end credit scene again. Uh, episode four, easily my favorite she
0: Let's get into our final story of TV, unless you have anything else you'd like to say about Lord of the Rings?
1: Nope. Uh, and it's and Lord of the Rings, It looks everyone kind of seems to agree. It's got an 85% of Rotten Tomatoes, so that's, that's
0: good to see. Yeah, very much so. Outside of all the pieces of shit being pieces of shit as usual.
1: Yeah, and it, hey, and we do gotta just kinda of say everyone, um all the original, you
0: know, um It was great to see them stamp it. Yeah, yeah.
1: All, uh, Sean Ashton, Elijah Wood, Billy Boyd, Dominic Monahan, all kind of bought the shirts and kinda of saying we're you know, we're all accepted. You know, F F don't matter what color, if you're blue, black, brown, it doesn't matter, we're all one. And that was awesome to see trended on Twitter.
0: Love to see the United front there because yeah. trolls and assholes will be trolls and assholes. Simple yeah. Like and in uh, Elvis, right. they
1: wrote, you are all welcome here. And I thought that was awesome.
0: That was cool. Lee Jung Jai or J. Uh, I don't know exactly how to pronounce that third part of his name. Basically, he played Sion, uh I'm sorry. He played Lee. Oh, my God. He played Seon <laughs> Gi-hun. hun being the lead character of Squid Game. So yes. if you want to think about it, he was the lead character of Squid Game. He has been cast as the male lead in Star Wars, the uh, The Acolyte.
1: I mean, I'm fine with it. I, I only know him from the damn TV show. And the only thing so far I see for this Star Wars show is Star Wars series that takes viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era.
0: Yeah, uh, August 11th with 2023. So that's where we're going to be at there. So it's still got a year to go before we see it. Um, eight and, episodes. The, and, the, and the other cast, It's so far
1: it's Amanda Steinberg and Jody Turner Smith. None of them are really ringing a bell for me. So I, I kind of like that yeah so all right there's enough shit to watch i I can wait for this for another year or two
0: it's it's basically what disney has always wanted you know it's that epic squid game and star wars crossover that nobody's ever asked for (laughs) no one ever knew we ever needed it yeah but disney somehow (laughs) got their way
1: Well, they have all the money my friend now let me take it over in gaming we'll start it off remember that if you do care splatoon 3 is out now
0: i am not amongst those who give any shits, but I know that there are plenty of people that do. And so uh, it's out now. There's Nintendo's big September game. October, we'll get Sparks of Hope. November, we get Pokemon. No, December, we don't know yet. Um, but if you're a Splatoon fan, go check it out now. It's getting decent to very good reviews. Anywhere from that seven to nine range. Um, so again, it's more Splatoon. If you want to hear my impressions on it, I played the demo. I gave those last week on 296. So if you'd like to hear what I thought, I don't know why you would. I'm telling you, the game is not for me. Go listen to that. But Splatoon three is out now. Sam, give us your impressions again, spoiler free. I know the game's a decade old, but this is the <laughs> PS five version. Give us your spoiler free impressions of The Last of Us Part One, the PS five remake.
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah. So last uh, time I, I talked to you, I didn't get another chance to play it. So I'm about two hours, I think, forty four minutes into the game. And I I could just tell you right off the bat this is the definitive way to play the game whether you've played it once twice never PS5 it's it hands down it's it's the best um, just I, I, I remember the, the views like there I never I didn't take like I'm not a picture guy I know they're they're seeing that on Twitter people taking pictures I'm not a picture guy but I I will look around at the scenery I feel like the world just looks it just looks so much bigger than what it was before. Like, you could just, I feel like you could see, you could just see more. It just stands out. The lighting, everything pops. Uh, you, you do want One thing, you, like, I, I kind of got to agree with IGN here. Remember the, the character Tess in the beginning, I always remember her, like, not looking great. And they, they kind of made her look a little bit more rugged, kind of like, like on Joel's level. And I thought it, it worked, it worked like, so where I'm basically at in the story, I'm just after Tess, if you remember what happens there. So that's where I'm at in the story. And between haptic feedback, you know, again, I'm still I'm still gaining all the items. I don't have everything yet, but I'm still gaining all the items. I'm playing on hard mode. I decided not to mess around with no standard or easy. So I think after hard, I think it's grounded. And then there's yeah. one more maybe? No, grounded's the top one. Okay, so it's hard. I thought it was maybe hard something and then grounded?
0: No, they have a permadeath option. No. okay maybe that's so it you can okay. play perm you can play permadeath but grounded is is the insanely hard one that all the best speed runs are on and and all that stuff yeah and, and
1: i i could say you know i definitely died a, a few times already just like i feel like i either i'm getting slower or i i gotta be just throw more bottles i'm i'm getting uh so i'm getting old and sluggish on my my ninja skills but you know two and again and i'm
0: hours two and a half hours did you get to that first clicker yet in the oh
1: god yeah dude i'm okay. i'm already past tests
0: okay right Right,
1: so you know, it's been a while. Maybe you, you kind of forget, but yeah. So I'm I'm definitely already killed quite a few clickers. Um, you know, found Did a guard.
0: Did you get to the high school yet?
1: I is it my? I think I'm at the high school. Okay.
0: I figure but, that's about three hours into the game or so.
1: Right. It's basically right. Like Tess makes her last stand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just and they say go to the that. High
0: school and, and meet Bill and. Yeah, so that
1: that's, that's coming up next is 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 high school and Bill. Okay. Good. Um. So my favorite I, I, character
0: I, in the game, by the way, is Bill.
1: Yeah, I I figured I know when we when we mentioned a top three and I he he would be in ours because Bill was with without Bill we're dead. Yeah. Um, also can't wait for the show,
0: Nick Offerman, baby.
1: Yep, and you know, yes, it's it's is the the what the third time Naughty Dogs released The Last of Us. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> you know, it's the, the it's price a controversial
0: point. release to say the least.
1: Yeah, I, again, I know it was remade. Again, I, I get it. I would have loved maybe a 39.99 price point rather than the the 75 and 76 and change with tax. But I paid it like a dope because you know, I I wanted to play because I I knew already it would it would be the best way to play this game. Yeah, it takes up a shit ton of space, so hopefully you don't have too much on the PS5 or you're going to have to delete some shit. And I am I'm, I'm excited to play back. Like I like I said I was I was itching to play. I in the beginning my aim was a little bit off. I, I seemed to kind of Got the groove down like my last, you know, maybe 30 minutes. I was kind of getting it back, but um, I'm excited to dive back in.
0: They brought in some aspects of part two into part one, like the workbenches and the cost like those types of things. But in terms of the gameplay, it's pretty standard and simple. Like, yeah, like they I, they didn't
1: add the dodge feature, which I found myself kind of pressing the dodge button, like it just yeah. instinct so and going
0: prone, I, going yeah. Like,
1: it it, it, it took like the dude, it took me a few times. I'm I'm just instinct my like, what? Why is it? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I would have loved if they did it, like if they added that. But I get it. They didn't want to, you know. This is how the game originally was. I get it. Yeah, so
0: yeah. Uh, my big problem was that point, like like you said, that price point was mm-hmm. insanity. Um, $70 for this is not something I'm going to pay. I'm never going to pay for a remaster of a game that the remaster for PS4 included the DLC, included factions, and was $10 cheaper than the original game for PS3. So when you have this a single player only. Yes, it has the DLC. I'm very excited for that part of it, but no factions as they're making factions, a standalone big giant release on its own next year. Uh, That doesn't excite me to pay to pay $75 for a 15 hour story that I've already played multiple times through. Yes. Improved visuals. Yes. Haptic feedback and the triggers and all of that stuff is going to be included. The rumble features are going to be improved, but that doesn't justify the price point for me. It will come down in price pretty aggressively and pretty quickly. I am not. I'm surprised that I'm not like itching to play it. I usually get the itch right around release of like, fuck it. I'll just say, screw it and dive in. But for Mm -hmm. some reason, my gaming trigger fingers just haven't been there recently. It's nice to be kind of taking a little bit of a break here from gaming. You know, I casually played through Sword and Shield again and the DLCs. I'm casually playing through Metroid Metroid Dread again. So it's very nice to be just like chilling and playing games in my spare time. I'm not like itching to play this. So I'll get there when it comes down to 50, 50 bucks, even 60. I'll be fine because now you're talking t- 63 bucks. It's a $12 difference. That's fine for me. I would appreciate the 49 99 sale that I believe will happen uh, at Black Friday. That's when I'll probably pick it up so I can still play it by the end of the year and kind of, you know, potentially include it or have it near my list for game of the year. So I'm excited. I'm just not there yet.
1: No, and again, I I can't blame people for not wanting to drop the 70 plus dollars. Like I, I I was butthurt doing it, doing it twice, hurt even more. But that's what I get for being stupid. But I'm, I would get my money's worth out of it. I think this is probably what, like this is 18, 20 hours gameplay, I think. It's been, on it's been hard, I'd
0: imagine. It, it took me 15 on normal the first playthrough. And,
1: whatever, and, so. and, and up the, I'm taking my time. It's not like I'm trying to speed run through this. I'm still looking around scavenging because, you know, hard mode, you know, it's not.
0: You gotta get every single bullet, every single Yeah, pick, you know what like I mean? Like it's
1: thing, yeah. so it's yeah, so it's not like easy where every every time you open up a drawer, there's something there. No, it's not like that on hard. So I'm enjoying it and uh
0: we'll see how long it takes you to beat it.
1: Now let's get your impressions on Pokemon Scarlet and V, the new trailer.
0: Yeah. Uh this was trailer number four for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It's gotta to be March- the
1: it's gotta be the last one, right?
0: No, nah, I mean, the game comes out in two months and 10 days. So I'd imagine there'll be about one probably one more big one and then maybe another smaller one. Um, and uh, this was an, a trailer that at least got my hopes back on track after the last one. The last one was fine. Um, you know, it showed terrastalizing and all that. Uh, this one was OK. Um, now, the Phillies just tied it back up. Thank you. Hey, let's yeah. go, baby. They might actually have taken the lead. Uh, I'm waiting to see if Reese Hoskins did. 5-4 fills. A triple for Alec Bohm. All right. So I'm back in a good mood. Uh, <laughs> Yo, it, 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 it's bad that a sports team
1: can can like it, it whether it's going to be a good or bad day. Like I'm nervous with the Eagles because they're on Sunday at one and it's going to. Will it ruin my Sunday and start my week off right or wrong?
0: It, and it really relies on the Eagles. And football is the sport where they play once a week. So you like the hatred fucking follows yep. you. As Whereas I was saying, baseball, you don't want to start your week off that. Baseball, no. they play the next day. So it's like you can kind of wash it off a little bit. So I get that fully. But it's cool because there was two outs and Kyle Schwarber flew out to center field to end the inning. But the dude dropped it. And then it's Hoskins got a hit. And then Bohm got a hit. And we made him pay. So, like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I love baseball for. So, anyway, this trailer got me back on track a little bit. Um, It showed, really dove into the stories this time, because as you remember, this game is going to have three, not one, three stories that you can play in any order at any time at your pace. And so they really wanted to dive into this one. It didn't really hit on terrestrializing. I think that's a decent to underwhelming gimmick. Um, It's never going to be my favorite. Mega Evolution, it will always be number one for me. Dynamax, probably number two from a visual standpoint, although I didn't really love the game mechanics. So this, I like the terrestrializing part where you can change types. I don't like that they go in crystal form and and all that stuff, but this had some things hidden throughout it that I really wanted to touch on. Um, Auto battling. I'm still kind of reading up on this, but like in some games to reduce the grinding, what they do is if you go to an enemy that's so, that's just happens to be a lot lower than you, instead of engaging in a battle and wasting your time, it will automatically just beat it and give you the XP. And that way you can just kind of keep shit rolling. And it looks like they're introducing something like that in here where your partner Pokemon that's following you can automatically battle things that are lower than it in the overworld and just get XP that way. And so I really like... If that's what it's going to end up being, I really like that. That's going to be a nice quality of life feature. This game's going for more of that JRPG traditional style. And I do appreciate it for that. The one story that they went through is the path of legends. They want you to collect. Herba Mystica from Titan Pokemon. So think about the alphas from Legends Arceus. The Titans are the um, the totems from Sun and Moon. They're kind of bringing that back a little bit. So you go on a path to beat all the Titans. That's one story. The second story, you go to Team Star, which is the evil team for this game, and you go to their bases. It's a different type of Pokemon for each base. One base will be fire type. One will be water. One will be fairy. So I like that as well. Team star is the evil kids of the school and it's their bases. It's, and then they have the traditional gym story where you go through, you beat the eight gyms and the Pokemon league and become the champion. And you could do that again. Reminder in any order that you want, you don't have to go through gym one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You can battle gym seven first and then go to two and then go to one. So again, a lot more freedom. I like that as well. It tells me this between the three stories, um, the totems, the star bases and the gyms. I bet you there'll be 18 total objectives because there are 18 types. And I bet you there's one boss for every type. That's just my guess. No one confirmed that, but I think it makes sense. Um, you're giving an open world game. You better give all 18 of your types some recommend or some, uh, some, uh, recognition, and I like that. And also, for the first time ever, with this terastalizing thing, it's pretty cool. One of the gyms is a grass gym. And one of the leaders throws out a pseudo-Woodo. You remember pseudo-Woodo? Of course. The tree. So, pseudo-Woodo is not a rock type, even though he's a tree. I'm sorry. He's not a grass type, even though he's a tree. That's why it's pseudo-Woodo. Um, but they terastalize him into a grass type so while you think he's rock because he's normally rock and then you use your grass move to kill him he actually terastalizes into a grass move and makes it just harder so like it's cool that gym leaders aren't just going to have that one type where if you have a fire type you can just go in and wreck shop you got to actually strategically kind of maneuver that around a little bit so i like that a lot it adds just a tiny extra bit of challenge to the gym battles i'm sure they'll still be easy and uh the gym's challenges are going to be back so like, sun, um, sun and moon had the trials and, and, uh, sword and shield had the gym challenges before the fights, you know, round up the Wulu, do this, do that. So they're going to have that back as well. The trailer showed three new Pokemon, potentially four for the keen eyed list uh, viewers out there. Um, I liked them kind of that. They reminded me of Mega Man and then another crab. So, uh, uh-huh. I, While again, the crab is a little different because you think of a crab and you think water type. No, this is cloth. Cloth is actually a rock type. So that's kind of cool because it does add just a little bit of difference. You think he's a water type, uh, but he's actually rock. Even though if you still use a grass move, regardless if he was water or not, you'd still beat that ass. So there's that. Uh, But I'm going through into the new Pokemon. Uh, cloth was the crab and then there was armor rouge which looks like Mega megaman uh, mixed nice. with phalanx and so that was one thing he's going to be scarlet exclusive he's fire and psychic do you know the only other i'm sorry there's only one other pokemon that's fire psychic and that's uh the delphox line the foxes from x and y that was actually the starter you picked the Del fire Fox? starter, yeah the fire starter from x and y okay
1: okay yeah yeah yeah
0: the, she had like a wand and a big push. That's the only other fire psychic type in the entire Pokemon world. So that's cool. They're adding a second one here with armor. Rouge. Uh, and then the violet exclusive, which I love, he's got swords for hands and shit. It's cool. Cerulege, cerulean being purple edge for swords. It's a nice little play on words, fire ghost, just like Chandelure um, and a, and uh Hisuian Typhlosion. So that's the type. That's been around a little bit around the block, but uh, you know, pretty cool looking pokemon i have a theory that they're going to be riding the legendaries because they kind of look like knights a little bit so that's like my theory on that one um if you saw in the other trailers there was a big battle bus kind of car looking thing Methinks that at least the engine of that car maybe more is actually a pokemon you actually have to battle the bus as a part of a boss fight so like they're bringing into that that kind of style of like this is a fucking open world JRPG, and there's some weird shit you're gonna fight. In Final Fantasy seven. you fought a house. Like it's so like and anything's dude, and on it, the it, table.
1: It was the hardest fucking boss in the whole <laughs> game. That house, I swear, was the hardest boss I ever fought in my life.
0: Anything's on the table in this mindous. game. So I'm gonna put in hundreds of hours in this game. This trailer restored my faith in the game. I wasn't like down on it, but I was just like, all right, cool. It's another thing. This gets me legitimately excited. I'm back in big time on Scarlet and Violet. Nothing but thumbs up here. And they also unveiled the Scarlet and Violet OLED switch. Um, it's the most gorgeous OLED switch yet. It, look, so it, does, look,
1: it does look beautiful. I got to say it.
0: Dude, it's so detailed and the Joy-Cons are badass. They're Don't Scarlet buy it for a Violet. third time. You need it. Fourth. It'll be oh. my fourth <laughs> switch. And so like, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. Every All the insiders and leakers are still saying Switch Pro is a thing. So I'm going to hold off. If there is no Switch Pro... Maybe I'll go back and and buy the OLED Pokemon one for, you know, for the collector's edition, but the old and the OLED is just such a nice way to play handheld, but it's a beautiful console. Check it out yourself. It it was in our IG story. It's not going to be there by now, but um, I I like the trailer. I'm back in.
1: That's, that's great to hear. And before I jump to the next story, real quick, just a reminder, Thor love and thunder is now streaming on Disney plus. So if you want to spend money in the theater, Go watch it. Like I said, it's my least favorite Thor movie. It ha- it there there was a good movie somewhere in there, but I believe they cut out all the shit that we wanted to see.
0: It's it's on the list of things to eventually watch for me. I'll get there one day.
1: Yeah, and a little downer on this story, but AGDQ twenty twenty three will go back to online only.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a shame
1: because yeah. you know you 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 were there live, you experienced it. You know, you, you, you could tell me why it's way better in person than it is online.
0: Yeah, there's something about that crowd, man, that crowd yep. cheering the runner on and the hype and the things like that that you just can't or you try your hardest, but you just can't make it work online. It's just not the same. But like I appreciate GDQ being super open and honest as to why yeah. basically per them. Quote, given the states, given Florida's continued disregard for covid nineteen's danger and their increased increased aggression towards LGBTQ plus individuals, including the law known as the don't say gay law, we do not believe this is a safe place for our community, which I do appreciate that. But then they go further. Immediately after the success of AGDQ 2020, we secured a contract with a venue in Florida to return in 2021. Remember, this was two months before the pandemic really became rampant in this country. Since the global pandemic was declared, we postponed in-person events until it was safe to return. We've explored multiple options which would allow us to remain in person by relocating to a safer location. Unfortunately, the cost required to cancel our contract is too great to justify relocating while paying the cancellation fee, and we are no longer able to delay our contract. This ultimately led us to move AGDQ 2023 to online. So fear not. It's not a permanent thing. It looks like in 2023, SGDQ will be in person, and starting in 2024, AGDQ will be in a different location, hopefully a little closer to Pennsylvania so so I can go back, because like you said, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Yeah,
1: I hope you get to go back one day, my friend. I'm rooting for you. Me too. And the last story we have in gaming, it's been reported that Xbox offer to PlayStation was to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation consoles for three years after the current contract was up.
0: Yeah, and actually PlayStation was the one that confirmed this news. So Jim Ryan has been a little butthurt about the whole Activision Blizzard deal with Xbox. And he has some sour grapes about it. So he was pretty upfront with games. I think it was gamesindustry.biz and said Xbox's offer was pretty insulting to us. They offered to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for three years after the current contract. Basically meaning that I think the contract was up this or next year. So I would think 2026-ish, maybe 2027. Then Call of Duty would go exclusive. So with that being said, like too fucking bad. They made the deal. Like, what do anyway. you expect? Three years is better than no years. That the olive branch was there. That gives you four years to develop your own first-person shooter that your console met, you know, team and your PlayStation uh, audience would love. Go do it. Hey, bring back Resistance uh, while you're at it. But you have time to do this. Bring back Killzone and make it more of a Call of Duty clone. You have options to do that instead of just complaining. The deal's going to go through. And now I don't see a, a world where Xbox extends that olive branch further than that initial three years. It's because PlayStation aired their dirty laundry in public. something yeah. that you really shouldn't do. And because of that, I have some some weird feeling that Xbox is going to make Call of Duty exclusive in 2026, 2027. The sad news is that we're still going to get Call of Duty games for, for that
1: long. <laughs> oh, Call of Duty games will never stop.
0: God, that is just a world I, I cannot wait to, to stop living in, is the Call of Duty world. But that was it for the gaming section. Sam, bring us home tonight with the uh OG CGC.
1: CGC Spotlight tonight is another a book that I, I'm shocked it took me this long to actually own, considering how much I, I love this character. But this is X-Men Annual number 14. This is the first cameo appearance of Gambit. This predates his first full appearance, which was in Uncanny X-Men 266. This came out, this is Marvel Comics, came out in 1990. I got it in a 9-8 white pager. This is a Chris Claremont story, Arthur Adams and Mike Hike art, and Arthur Adams cover. I got this, again, on the Shortbox app, downloaded for free. Shortbox, guys, girls, I'm telling you, it's the easiest, safest way to buy and sell graded comics. I got this for a steal. I think there was even another copy on the census, but I think the other one was uh, $50 more than this one. So I got it for a great deal. It Gambit is, besides Wolverine, Gambit is my favorite X-Men. Not, I mean, I think the only Marvel books I even own right now are both Gambits and Moon Knight. I don't think I have any other graded Marvel comics in my collection. Maybe, yeah, maybe one. Who am I kidding? But... There are actually 4,500 copies on the census, all universally wow. graded, meaning blue labels, meaning there's no rest there, nothing like that. There's 1,168 and sixty eight nine eights on the census, one sixes, 662 nine-fours, 432 nine-twos, and 312 nine-0s. It's you know a book that you could still kind of get affordable now. One of the reasons I wanted to get this now because a big debate in comics is... Is you know I mentioned Wolverine. You have 181 as his first full appearance with Wolverine on the cover. Then you have his cameo 180 where he's only on that last page. Now people kind of complain, what's his first appearance? What's his what is what isn't? Now 180 is going up in value, and literally the same thing is happening with Gambit on the X Men Annual number 14. And I figured, let you know what, let me get it now just so I can say I have both in nine eight white pages. He's my favorite, you know, besides Wolverine, my favorite mutant. Had to have it in the collection. So, again, rather have both and just be sorry for one so that they go back and forth. Which one's worth more? I have both. CGC Spotlight, X-Men Annual, number 14.
0: I love it. And I love that we're two episodes in a row under one hour. It shows that even though Greg talks a lot, he's not talking too much. (laughs) Uh, everybody thank you so much for hanging out remember next week enormous show especially for the disney fans the marvel fans the gaming fans we're gonna have a lot to discuss so please come back and hang out with us next week we'll see you then for episode two ninety.
1: cobra kai never dies season five available right now